Okay, so my first episode of 2022, um, a really important episode. Okay, so I thought I wasn't going to talk about sex for a really long time because um, I don't really don't think I'll be having sex <laughs> until a really long time. But um, basically, I thought, why not talk about something that I don't think I've really discussed about before and not very many people know about me but then also people in general don't know about this and it's called it's called vaginismus v-a-g-i-n-i-s-m-u-s vaginismus um yeah a lot of people don't know what it is but I umber like a number without the n actually have vaginismus um and here are five things you need to know about vaginismus for this episode number one it's a psychological disorder um number two it's basically um like muscles of a woman's vagina squeeze um when something is trying to penetrate it so this could be like a tampon or a penis or um like the pap smear when they put in like the swab oh my god so painful number three there are two types of um vaginismuses one primary so that's basically like like lifelong so women will just always have pain um or of some uncomfort when something penetrates them secondary is when um a woman has had sex or or has inserted a tampon without pain, but then throughout her life has gotten vaginismus. Um, and number four, basically a symptom of vaginismus is painful sex. Um, yeah, not fun. And number five, um, a lot of women with vaginismus, like they have loss of sexual desire. They feel like sex is always painful for them. They never have a good time with it. I am actually not one of those women. Um, my vaginismus is quite different. So here are five things that you need to know about my vaginismus. Um, number one, psychological. So same. It's like in my head. Um, my Number two, my muscles tense up anytime I have sex with someone. Um, so basically like my pelvis and um, anything in that area, like my vagina, just like tenses up and it's really hard for people to penetrate. Number three, um, the first person that I had sex with after my mom left me um, made me feel really bad about it. <laughs> Boo, <laughs> not good. Um, number three, mine I think is because of maybe like some body image issues, maybe some like, I mean, a lot of women in my culture don't have premarital sex. Um, so maybe, maybe it could be that, or maybe I'm just like too in my head. I, mm, I guess I have this thing where I don't know if I am good enough or sexy enough or deserve love enough. Oh my God, deep. But it's like all these psychological things that go into my head when I have sex with someone. Mm, is that number three or number four? But anyways, like number four, um, there are some instances where I've been in a situation where the guy has just not been able to penetrate me. So if I am not 100% ready, I will not have sex with that person because my body will just not let them penetrate. It is insane. And number five, I think I've kind of taken my vaginismus more as like a superpower. 
um, and I'll explain more why. Okay, so how I found out I had vaginismus is actually quite funny. Um, my best friend Natalie studying to become a therapist. She has known like my sexual history with not like not like not like that, but like anytime I've had sex and I've told her like, wow, it was really hard for the guy to penetrate. That guy couldn't penetrate me. And it was so painful. I had to stop. Like um, he couldn't go all the way in at all. Blah blah blah. All those things. Natalie, I just like realized while she was in class one day that, oh my God, she was learning about this disorder that's quite common actually in women is called vaginismus. And she's like, Umber Khan, Umber, like number without the N, has vaginismus. And she told me, she was like, Umber, I think you should talk to your doctor about that. So I did. And then I actually got some sex therapy. And with it came like talking about why I feel this way. And a lot of it could be mm, growing up thinking, I mean, I was a brown kid in an all white school. So I felt like ugly sometimes because I looked so different. And then here in Sweden, like I'm also like a person of color. And to be honest, there's not that many, mm, especially active people that are. So it's like, I don't know, I've always felt like really singled out and Sometimes maybe feeling of being ugly because you're different, I think, go connected. So I'm always really scared. But then it's like I'm very confident and I think I'm very beautiful um, because I like who I am. I like what I look like. I like my body. I've come a long way. But I will say in my early 20s, when I was 19, 20 years old, I thought I was so ugly. I hated my body. Um, I've had two eating disorders. And I think like the journey of like that, when I was struggling with that, it was hard for me to, like, if I didn't accept my body, it was hard for me to like, this sounds kind of weird, but like open up so that somebody else could also have like an experience with me um, sexually. It just maybe wasn't going to happen. There was a lot of stuff that I had to work through about body disorder, dysmorphia. And then I will say a lot of it could also be like some cultural things. Like in my, I mean, obviously in my culture, and my family is very different, but it's like in my culture, it's like, you know, you don't, you get married young, you don't have premarital sex. And it's like growing up, like my dad and mom were older when they got together. And so it's different. I haven't really, but it's like, it's just like, I don't know, like sometimes I just think like, oh, but I am like, I do have a Muslim last name. You know what I mean? I may not be religious, but it's like, it is in my culture to like not have all these things. So it's like, sometimes you're just kind of psychologically, you're just like, oh, fuck, is this bad? Is this wrong? Am I doing the wrong thing? And then I really had to talk about, you know, pleasure with my therapist and how like I deserve to feel pleasure. I deserve to experiment. I deserve to be able to do what I want with my body sexually. And I think that was really important for me. And then I remember um, when Bosnia and Ewan, oh my God, love of my life. Um, when he was like gay, I just like went after that, like last year, a year ago. So 2021, the first half of 2021, um, like January to like May, I dated like six guys and I slept with them and I really shouldn't have to be honest slept with a lot of them but I did because I was just like so reeling from the fact that oh like my like if I take off my shirt what if someone else like is like oh I think I'm gay or starts questioning their sexuality like so I was just literally sleeping with anybody and that was not good so my number went from two people to eight in a really short time um and that was not good um and then over the summer, like, I remember 
um, having sex with Farmer Ewan because we like reunited and it was really nice. And um, I will say like that was the first time. No, second second the time when sex didn't scare me like second or third time that sex alone I was like oh my god like the, it's gonna hurt in the beginning but then it's gonna feel so good because this is what I want I do have like a lot of sexual desires that I really want to do blah 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 and then I remember I came back and I had it oh my god I've always said I've never had a one-night stand but I did I did have a one-night stand but the guy I think had never had sex before um he was younger than me and I I don't think he's ever had sex before but he wanted to and we did have sex but it would lasted for like a second but oh my god that is my one night stand I have had it I've had a one night stand before and I can't believe I didn't know remember that um anyways then it didn't hurt either because he was just really nice like the guy was really nice and obviously like it didn't like last very long but it's okay and then I remember and then like I was going through like something had ended and I went over and I had a great summer, like literally called Summer of Love. I did go on a date with this other guy. But here's one thing about my, like how, why I think it's like a superpower. Because A, I will not, my body will not allow just anybody to penetrate me. It's really, really, really difficult if I'm not 100% comfortable. Like you will not be able to penetrate me if I don't want to have sex with you. And you... If someone um, that I want to have sex with that I was like fine or like making out with or whatever and then all of a sudden I don't want to have sex with them, they start smelling really bad to me. And they start smelling really bad to me and it's like it's happened to me three times where I've not had sex because one person smelled like rotten garlic all of a sudden out of nowhere. They could be completely showered, have Axe spray on, but they'll all of a sudden I'll just start smelling something and it'll and it'll be amplified. So I kept smelling like bad garlic then this other guy I kept smelling his spit while we were making out I was like ew I don't want to have sex with this guy like I keep smelling his spit even though he was completely clean like showered um had just chewed a gum like didn't care and then third guy um I smart started smelling like really like sweaty socks like out of nowhere and I was like nope not having sex with these guys so that is another thing about my condition um and basically, like, I was seeing this guy back at last September, and ugh, it was just, like, not working out. He could not penetrate my body. Like, it would not let him. So then that was over because I realized, like, no, I'm not into him. Then I met Simba, or, like, Swedish taco, Ewan. Um, really great sex. I would say, like, top three people I've ever slept with because, oh, my God. Yeah, sometimes I would get kind of tight, but because I loved having sex with him, like, I really really enjoyed how he made me feel how he like treated me all these things and psychologically he didn't make me feel bad about wanting sex or wanting to try things and I've talked about this in another episode but I think the biggest thing that's so different is that I actually told him about my condition I was like oh yeah I have this psychological thing where I sometimes can't have sex with like everybody like that's why I'll always be really tight and we actually did talk about it. It was really interesting to see he to hear his take. Um, and then after that, yeah, like I think, yeah, that's it. That's the evolution of my condition. And um, here's in conclusion.
So in conclusion, um, vaginismus, it's not fun always, but I think instead of being afraid of sex, I've realized I really, really enjoy sex. And I also see it as a superpower. I won't just have sex with anybody, which I think is also like, I don't know, I find it very special. Like the four people that I have enjoyed having like sexual relations with, I am forever grateful for those experiences. And I think now instead of pushing myself to just sleep with like everyone to get over someone or to do this or to that, I'm just going to listen to my body. Um, I'm really, really happy with where I've come and how far I've come. And it is also like, I'm like 90% of the reason why I'm happy, but also 10% I would do when I give it to give a shout out to Farmer You and Simba. Um, and I really want it to be known that it's like no one should ever be made feel bad about any psychological conditions that they have. Um, instead, like, I'm glad I had the tools to kind of learn and grow and really embrace, um, my condition and yeah, that's it. That's me. This is Umber like number without the end. Um, don't be afraid and don't let anything hold you back no matter what. Like I thought I'd sex would always hurt. And now look at me. I do not think it hurts at all. So yeah.